the 19th Hole Podcast presented by Golf Talk Live and brought to you by Perfect Practice Putting Mat, Yips, and Survivor Golf Tee. Let the word go out from here across the land that Daddy Noonan uh, approves of the 19th Hole Podcast. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. You're supposed to take it from there, Christian. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little out of it this, this, so far this evening, but I can't believe Christmas is uh, what we got. What thirteen days now until Christmas? It's something little- like that, folks. We are recording. We took a week off. Not gonna lie. Lots of shopping. A lot of family activities. A lot of just life catching up to us. Uh, Alan Peter, Christian Azamus. We are listening to the Golf Doc Lives Nineteenth Hole Podcast. Uh, Andrew is on assignment doing Andrew's stuff. Um, we don't quite know exactly what that is. Uh, he'll, I'm sure he'll fill us in next week. And uh, Tony Leodora, the traveling golfer himself, he is on assignment in the desert southwest. We will hear actually from him later. Great golf course that he's at. But you got us. Do you need anybody else? You, ask for? You, can, huh? you can ask for anybody else. I mean, I mean seriously, huh? really. You need anybody else? No, you don't need anybody else. So that's it. That's what I'm saying. I love it. So are you ready for Christmas? Uh, no, actually I'm not. Um, still, still behind on my Christmas shopping. I have okay. to, uh, I got to get the lady some stuff, you know, so she's the last one uh, for me to get some stuff. And uh, whenever you think you get enough, buy one more. Absolutely, brother. Yeah, yep. I do, man. You know, I always get that one gift and I'm like, oh, I got to get something else. Yeah. Just throw yep. it right in there. Oh, I know. Yep. That's that's the that's the the voice of gray hair speaking right there. Oh, trust me, man. You, you see the side <laughs> of my head right here. You see all the. Dude, you need some Grecian. We need Grecian oh, formula as a as a sponsor. You know, if I grow a full beard in now, I have some gray hairs that come in now as well. What wisdom! So, what wisdom you would possess? The Greek. It's the Greek in me. <laughs> it's the Greek. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we did take a week off, and. Here's some interesting things. We're going to actually jump. We're going to talk about three golf tournaments, okay? And we're also going to, like I said, we need to talk about our December product of the month, who happens to also be one of our great sponsors. And we're going to bring in Tony, and then I'm going to conclude it with an interesting question that I'm going to pose to you because it is getting Christmas. Um, Hell, I may even bring that up beforehand. But the Bahamas. All right. So stage set, everybody's obviously knows this by now. I know we're a little dated in this, but I haven't t- had a chance to chat with you about it on air. So uh, Colin Morikawa, Andrew's guy, one of his guys, always Andrew always seems to be have the guy that, you know, whoever has the hot stick. But we'll, we'll say that he was first on Morikawa. So Morikawa can, be, can become world number one with a win down there. And, I mean, just, just, just rolling. And I watched the shot. I was like early in the early in the like number five or six on the front nine final round, slight uphill lie, and thing just went left. They left. Uh, yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, a couple double bogeys, and next thing you know, the quote, quote unquote world number one mm-hmm. shoots forty one on the front nine, and out of nowhere, our boy. <laughs> Hovland comes out of nowhere and wins it. I literally, I literally turned it off, Christian. I don't know about you. I turned it off when I saw, you know, he was just rolling along for the first couple holes and Brooks was trying to mount a little bit of a charge, but I was like, ah, this is a foregone conclusion. How, how cool is this? Colin Morikawa, who I do believe will be world number one shortly. 
he's referring. And next thing I know, I, I literally get it in my feed on, on social media that Hovland wins. I was stunned. I was like, what the hell happened? I turned it off as well because I was just like, you know what? This is going to be another cruise to victory. Like it was just going to be another boring golf tournament to watch, but yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, all of a sudden I like just, just happened to go on my phone and I looked at it really quick and I was like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like we got ourselves a match here, you know, Scotty Scheffler making a ton of birdies coming down the back nine, you know, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't make many birdies at all. (laughs) Yeah. Right. He's posted 17 under, you know what I mean? Hovland at minus 18. And it's like, it's just, it was remarkable to, to watch it. And I, and I love Victor Hovland. Um, Oh yeah. He's our guy, man. I'm I'm telling you, he's winning a major in 2022. I I firmly believe that. Our, that our end of the, end of the, uh, our, our last show of the year was is always dedicated to picking our, our major chance. We're going to also see how we did in our major selections, uh, which uh, we should have already done by now. But I figure we can we can speak about both of those here in a week or two. But um, yeah, I mean Victor Hovland just steady came out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean he was steady Eddie. You know, sixty six. Uh, I think it was yeah sixty seven, sixty six on the weekend. And um, I mean yeah, he just. He controlled this entire game literally on Sunday. No nerves, no nothing. I mean, that's four wins in 2021, not in the calendar, but in, in actual like 2021. That's his fourth win this year. Yeah, so confidence going into 2022. I, I just, I, I love his game. I love his. Yeah, he's, you know, it. And Morikawa is just, you know, his pinpoint accuracy. But Hovland's got this. It's such a simple golf swing that he's, he'll always be in play. He's Absolutely. long enough off the tee. I mean. He's not a bomber bomber, but he's long. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's just so steady. He's so steady. Yeah. Steady Eddie. Really? I mean, he, he I could even see Victor winning a major this year, you know, I, I mean, it and you be, and I will agree on that. It's just a question of which one we decide he ends up winning. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go crazy and say that he's going to win too. Like Andrew did with Morikawa, but that was actually a pretty good. I was know, stunned. You know, I, was uh, I, I mean, he's not, he's not on here to kind of, he's not on, on here to thumb his nose as well, right I, now, I but. Stunned, but I'm, I was still stunned because I yeah. didn't think Markawa could do it personally, right. but proven wrong. You know, you move on from it. I, I think if Victor doesn't win a major this season, I do think that he will place top 10, top five in a couple of them. I do so think then, he's knocking on the door. So then the other thing obviously to talk about is, so he, he, he's taking some pictures, man standing beside him is uh, decked out in red and black. Uh, posing, you know, with smiles, which then became news. The news really, we talked about three seconds video and then the news really began to steamroll, you know, like a snowball down there in Bahamas because literally every single day he's striping it on the range and not just, just, I mean, that swing looks solid. I mean, I know it's not tiger solid, but it's solid. And then the announcement and Monday morning, didn't want to take anything away from the the tournament, the heroes, but uh, I mean, let's talk. Actually, we're gonna we're talking. Let's let's talk about a golf tournament that's next week. Before then, we'll come back to this week. And Tiger, are you shocked? I'm stunned. I I'm I'm stunned, but I'm not. Okay, it's Tiger Woods, right? I, and I made the mistake last year of not taking Tiger to. I, I mean, I'm the idiot that said that he'll miss the cut at the Masters last year just because of his stats and everything that he was playing up to and stuff like that. But um, I, I just hope that he's not rushing back to it. That's all. You know what I mean? It's going to be great to see him and Charlie play again. He's going to have a golf cart this time. It's going to be a little different of Tiger Woods that we're normally seeing. He's probably not going to go hundred percent at any swing this week is my guess. Right. I don't even know if he'll bend over to pick up the golf ball out of the hole. 
to be quite honest with you. But seeing him on a golf course is a miracle um, right now, personally. And that, seeing pr- him- that, that presser, that presser beforehand, and the question that was asked was amputation ever on the table? And he could look, just simply goes, yes, it was. It wasn't even – he didn't even flinch when he answered it either. And I think that's when – and you can even see the, 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 the uh, media, right? Right after they asked that question, he was shook. He didn't. He couldn't ask another question after that. Yeah. He couldn't even process what Tiger just said because yeah. it's. I believe it, that it, was. Dan, I believe that was Dan Rappaport that asked that question. And exactly. Yeah, he, and he, he was like, uh, I had, yeah, he's like, I have another question, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> exactly. So it's just, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. So I mean, it really gives a, it really gives a perspective to the severe. I mean, we all knew about the severity of it, but it really gives a perspective to the severity of it. Interesting note, Hogan. I believe came back to play 10 months after or started hitting or played 18 holes 10 months after his uh, devastating injury is also, which no one thought he was going to walk away from as, as well. Um, how do you think they do this week? I, I don't, I don't, they're not going to win. I, I don't think they will. Um, it'll be a good show. And they'll probably be middle of the pack is my guess. Again, no, they finished, I think they were seventh last year. I mean, all, yeah, ultimately, maybe a top 10. I, I don't know. I mean, again, it's, it's he's going to rely on Charlie a lot for everything. And I think Charlie playing the upper tees is going to be a huge advantage for him, obviously. But it, it's just going to be so good to see um, him back on a golf course. I mean, everybody's super excited about it. And it's just, it, again, I think, I think it's going to be great for his psyche also. I mean, just, you know, he's around. Let's face it. Tiger's now. Tiger realizes his new position in the in the world of golf. He even kind of alluded to it in the conversations in that press conference. Um, he's. This is the only event he could have come back at. Oh, 100%. Ride, riding in the cart. He's too proud of a guy, I think, to ever ride in a cart in a formal PGA Tour event. But riding in a cart, and like he said, he's coming. He's coming. Um, he's playing because he's playing as a dad. He's oh, playing with Charlie. I mean, and if we go back to the week following the PNC last year, we had our good friend Brendan Elliott on from Little Linksters, a phenomenal teacher um, down in Central Florida. And he did, which he does some cool things we could talk about if we really want to go off the rails. But I remember we, we, I, I distinctly remember the question all four of us were debating at that time, which is, are we putting too much pressure on? this insane performance of an 11 year old kid and now 12 year old kid. I mean, I'm as jacked to see how much a he's grown up physically and B how far his, has got game involved. And I'll ask the same question. Are we putting too much emphasis on a 12 year old kid? Well, a thousand percent we are. I mean, you know what I mean? And again, like it's, he's playing as a father this week. I mean, you just alluded to it. You know what I mean? They're not going to, Char- Charlie's just going to go out there and have fun because Charlie's probably, they're probably going to get paired with JT and his dad. Again. I, I think they, they are the first two rounds. I, I, I believe I'm going to get paired with JT. It's just going to be fun to play, to see them play again. And um, again, I, I, I just think it was a huge eye opener, especially in, and Tiger was, I mean, he was so upfront and honest with everybody when it came to, you know, the status of his leg. I mean, he knew that that was going to be a topic of conversation in the Bahamas, of very open about it, very honest about it. At the end of the day, you know, we, we were this close to losing one of the greatest of all times, if not the greatest of all time in some people's book, you know, it, it was just that scary to think that, you know, back in February. Right. So. Yeah. Without question. So good theater to watch uh, down at the Ritz Carlton in Orlando this year, uh, this uh, coming week. Um, we are recording on Sunday uh, the 12th 
show will be released uh, Monday morning, the 13th, but uh, should be a good, should be a good time uh, this week. I know I'm actually going to be glued to this. This is an event. I'm, I'm as excited about this as sometimes I am a major right now. I really just, I'm jacked up over it. I, absolutely. I mean, this time of year, especially up here in the Northeast, I'm not really watching golf too much. You know what I mean? But watching something like this, you know, unfold, I mean, hell yeah, I, I'm ecstatic about it. I'm pumped. I can't wait. You know what I mean? So it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to watch it. I hope Tiger and them win. And at the end of the day, you know, I just hope that he doesn't overdo it and come back too soon. Agreed. So uh, hold that thought on uh, up here in the Northeast. Let's also just jump over real quick. The uh, QBE shootout just concluded just a few minutes ago. Um, my takeaway, there's lots of takeaways, but uh, I, I haven't been throwing stats. It's been a number of, it's been a number of shows since I became stat man, but uh, I'm going to throw some stats here. And most importantly is the winners, Kevin Nan, Jason Kokrak. I find that notable because in my opinion, those were number 13 and 14 for the Ryder Cup team. It could have just as easily been both of those guys on the Ryder Cup team. And yet they pair up and win a tournament. Uh, yeah, I mean, that they probably thought right, right after the, the Ryder Cup team came out, I'm, I bet you money right now that they called each other and said that you want to pair together in the uh, – in the shootout. Yeah, let's let's go out and kick some. Let's go out and kick some yeah. ass because I'm pissed off and I I want to show them what we what they we could have done. Absolutely, I I would have taken either one of them over. I don't know Scotty Scheffler on the team, for example. I would have still taken them over Bryson DeChambeau if he because Bryson didn't show up at the Ryder Cup like we all thought he would. You know, so it's I I would have taken those two players over a few other players on the team right now that they, that just competed. Luckily, we won and we smoked them. However. It just, it wasn't, besides Scotty's Sunday afternoon singles match, he didn't do anything. Right. Yeah. yeah, I, I, I agree. He, he was, but he was, you know, what they kept saying, he was a great, great guy in the team room. I mean, let's go rattle down a couple more here. So, non Kokrak finished 33, Horschel Burns 32 under. There, that's another interesting pairing. Also, Sam Burns, I think, is coming a long ways. Kuchar in English, your guy, uh, 31 under. And then the interesting, the Aussies. Leishman and Jason Day, and great to see Jason Day playing some great golf again. Yep. Um, and then the then the internet sensation of uh, Kisner and Homa. But I'm going to work my way all the way down here to. Uh, and by the way, I'm skipping all the. Uh, I passed over Ian Poulter, who continues to plod along amazingly. Um, but how about finishing number nine at 23 under? And this got a lot of talk. Bubba Watson and Lexi Thompson, 23 under par. There was one point Lexi was making so many putts that that Bubba literally went over to the tour official and said, "Am I allowed to practice putting because I haven't putted in six holes?" <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you know, Lexi is one of the top, if not one of. The, I mean, she's one of the top players in the world. You know, I wouldn't put her up there as as the best because I think the court, I think Corda has that locked, in my opinion. However, you know, I I think it was great to see Lexi come out and and play with Bubba. You know. Personally, well, but what's interesting is she's not regarded as a good putter. No, she's not regarded I mean, as a good putter at all. Yeah, I know. As a matter of fact, she's by tour standards, she's a poor putter. Like exactly. she was just yeah. on fire. She was on fire all week, and I mean, it was a good showing by them. I mean, they had it. What was it? What was their? Um, I mean, 59, 66, 68. I mean, hell, that's a, that's an amazing stat right there. I would love to see more 
mixture of of tournaments like this. I think it's good for well, the Well, some of the, interestingly, some of the ladies, I mean, I'm not going to name names. Anybody wants to research, just check out the, some of the LPGA tour players. But some of the ladies actually hopped on and said, well, you know, there's other tour players, LPGA players that want to hop out here and play. And I don't care, I, but I'm going I'm to make a statement. I don't care if it's, if, I have, a, I always have a problem when somebody tries to make advocacy issues over something, but, and I'm just going to drop it at that. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but okay. Then sign find somebody to tee it up with. Yeah, I would, I agree. I would love this. I'd like to see more champions tour players playing. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see a three tour challenge again, you know, where they you have a champions tour player, a uh, LPGA player and a, and a top tour player, and maybe some kind of big thing at the end of the year. And, and you know what? Hell, you could even put one, make make it a foursome and add, add, add a top amateur or something of that regard. How cool would that be? I, I think it would be great personally. And I think again, like golf's changing in the better. We've, we've, we've been very open about it. We've been, we've been talking about it almost every single week. You know, I, I, I would love to see like that kind of stuff, you know, um, having an amateur go in there and play with a professional, right. Or having a LPGA woman come in there and play with a, with a guy in the PGA tour, or even mix and match with the champions tour. You know, it, it's, it's so cool to see that kind of mixtures and stuff like that. And, and I think it'd be great for the game. And I think it would actually benefit um, the PGA and all on all tours. Well, you know what? When they, when they instead of them talking about growing the game, that would grow the game. You know, yeah. they all hide. They all hide behind. Well, we're trying to grow the game because you know now they're doing this uh, uh, big money Saudi money over in the Asian tour, and they and they, they hide it under. We got to grow the game. That's what everybody tries to say when they that would grow the game. Seeing the top talent all playing together, having fun across gender and age and yep. that's growing the game i i agree 100 percent, and um you know it's yeah i mean it, it's at the end of the day they just gotta like you said they gotta stop doing it and they just gotta just just do it you know excuse me they gotta stop talking about it and just do it at the end of the day how I about think. this how about this one anyone's listen why don't you take some kind of qualifier and have like the top representative from the first T programs that are out there yeah. be the fourth to round out that. I mean, what an incredible opportunity that would be for those kids mm -hmm. or top top player from the, uh, the AJGA or one of the other, you know, top junior tours or something of that nature. I mean, a true kid playing golf and having fun. Oh, absolutely. Playing from a shorter tee, but I mean, that's growing the game. Oh, hundred percent. Absolutely. So. Okay, that's I'm off my pedestal. Um, I got to ask a question. It's because I, I had a chance to play the other day. And by the way, it was cold. So <laughs> my question to you is winter golf. We're all getting there. What's your what's your favorite all time winter golf story? Winter golf story for me would probably be. Let me see here. I was. A couple of years ago, it was like 60 something degrees here on Christmas Eve. We, we had snow on the ground and I just had the bug in me. I wanted nothing more than to just go out there and just hit a golf ball. Right. I think I just got like a couple new clubs that I wanted to try out. So I went out there and I dug a like five by five foot hole in the <laughs> golf course that I lived on. And I went out and I just dropped 15 shag balls and I literally just hit them. Boom. Right. 
And my mom has a picture of it today. And it, we always reminisced of it because it's just so, it's so funny, you know? And I, again, I was just like, I don't care what I'm doing. I, it was like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I was sitting on the couch doing nothing. I just want to go out there and I started digging and then boom, I hit about 15, 20 golf balls. Love so, it. I yep. go back to when I was in early, my early days as a PGA golf professional. I think I was still an apprentice. I, I might have even not been in the program yet at that point. And I was playing with a couple other golf pros and it was like, I mean, maybe, maybe 32 degrees. I don't think, yeah. but this particular golf course we were playing, they didn't care if there was frost delays. <laughs> Their adage was, uh, it was Goose Creek Golf Club, which by the way, I, the irony of this is I ended up being the general manager there many years later. Yeah. But um, we're playing, we went off the 10th hole. I block it right. I got wedge in. I hit this shot, Christian. It literally hits the, it hits the green. And if it, if it, it went one yard, it must have gone 30 yards in the air. <laughs> and bounce another like another like 45 I, I must have hit a 190 yard uh wedge shot it only landed 130 but the, it, <laughs> the bounce oh, and rollout was insane <laughs> yeah um, i mean you know we again you, you know being up here in the northeast we only get you know six months if we're lucky so it's yeah you get that bug in you and you and you just want to go out there and just and just play you know yeah. i mean oh it was 62 degrees here yesterday in syracuse new york but it was like a hurricane up here. I mean, it was, geez, that's, it was that's why we need to go down. Hey, that's why we need to go down to, I got two things here on that. One, we need to go down and see our good friend, uh, Bob Boston, Bob Baldessari down at Trident golf club down in Port St. Lucie. Yes. We need to go down there and get warm. But two, this is a perfect opportunity to mention our, um, we were talking about Christmas. We're talking about shopping. We're talking about the lack of shopping, getting it all done. Let me talk about stocking stuffer. Um, Got to throw a plug in for our December product of the month. Our good friend from Greenskeepers, the Survivor Golf Tee, the official golf talk, the official golf tee at Golf Talk Live. Uh, lowest ball spin rate, greatest overall distance, maximum ball speed, professional spin. It's been lab tested. It's got the same. It's got height gauge um, consistency which I personally like, and it's got the center prong technology that allows less friction off the tee. Therefore, the ball goes further. Ball go far. So uh, if you're playing in the north and you need to uh, survive the elements, you might as well go with the Survivor Golf Tee, which can be found at SurvivorGolfTee.com. Or you can find it now at Amazon. I seriously, folks, I really recommend this. I put this in everybody's hands, and they're like, damn, this thing is legit. Yeah, I mean, like you, you gave me some last time I was with you. Yeah, and I love them. Well, I mean, that's because I, I, I have a that's because I have a white beard like Santa. <laughs> I mean, on this rate, when I do grow one, I'm I'm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I have grays coming out of my my face now too, so I'm not I'm not a big fan of that personally. So, so. I would like to travel. You would like to travel, but we can only have one person that's known as the traveling golfer. Let's throw it over to Tony Leodora. Tea Time with Tony. He's in the desert southwest. Tony's Tea Time is a special two-for-one for you folks this month. That's because we are at Wikapa Golf Club in the Sonoran Desert outside of Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm with Eric Detman, PGA golf professional. And Eric, you've got not only two great golf courses, but two of the greatest in all of Arizona. Yeah, we're really fortunate here at Weekapaw Golf Club. We have the original golf course, the Choya Golf Course, designed by Scott Miller, and then also the Cur 
Crenshaw Design Saguaro Golf Course. The Saguaro Course is actually ranked number one in the state for public facilities. And then Choya is not too far behind at number seven. That is amazing. And believe me, we are at the top of the property looking out over the golf courses and the mountains way off in the uh, distance. And it is really quite an eyeful desert golf at its best. And that's a special kind of golf. Yeah, the facility features no residential impeding your golf experience, so it's true desert golf. I mean, really, what separates one hole from another is just true desert. That is, uh, that is awfully cool. You've got a number of holes that uh, really seem to just drop off the face of the earth because there's huge elevation change from the tee to the green. Yeah, on the Saguaro course, for example, number four is a 600-yard par five. Plays down a hill at about 300 yards, pretty dramatic. Also number one on the Choya golf course and number eight as well. And as I mentioned, there's a hotel and casino here also, and that makes it fun. You can stay right here and play 36 every day if you wanted. Yeah, we have a great casino resort right on property. We have an all-new casino which opened in 2020 and really just spend the day with us and then you know spend the night playing golf and in or playing in the casino and having a nice bite to eat yeah and they actually have a sports book now too yeah sports book live roulette live craps just came to arizona so yep nothing like it imagine the golf trip where you're playing golf all day long and then well maybe bet on a couple games at night and watch them in the uh, in the sports book at the casino nothing better for a golf trip and I'll tell you right now, the conditioning of these golf courses also is eye-capturing. Yeah, our agronomics team does a wonderful job presenting the, the best property we can to our guests. We have the ability to make sure the golf course is green and ready to go. Well, it's not only just green. It's like an eye-hurting shade of green as you see them. The fairways ribboned through the desert itself, which is filled with saguaro cactus and cottonwood trees and the little cactus plants so it's uh and of course the the beverage cart which always is very happy to see as it comes by here so these are a lot of the different things you'll see out here at Wikipa. yeah in addition you'll see road runners we just saw a coyote um, skirt across the first tee on the saguaro golf course so you'll definitely get a quite an experience in desert scenery when you're out at on property yeah all right, folks, there you hear it from Eric Detman. He is the head golf professional at Wicopa, 36 holes in the desert, Scottsdale area, not far outside of Phoenix. Best way to find out more about this amazing property, Eric? Just visit uh, Wicopa.com, W-E-K-O-P-A.com. And also, folks, you can always check in with our friends at Golf Pack Travel because they bring so many people out to the Arizona desert to play, and this is one of their favorite stops. So check them out too, Golf Pack Travel. That's the word from Tony's Tea Time this month. Thank you, Tony. Welcome back to the chilly Northeast. I wish we could be in uh, down at uh, Wicopa. Uh, have you ever played out in the Southwest? I mean, this is right outside of Scottsdale, folks, if anybody's out that way. I mean, number one, they have the number one and number seven, as you heard, number one and number seven golf course in Arizona. So if you want to play, go to a good place and tee it up, not a bad not a bad choice to play the core and Crenshaw course there. But have you ever played in Arizona? 
No, I mean, my swing coach is out there and uh, right outside of Scottsdale. Um, I've been meaning to go out there and see him for the last few years, but you know, life happens. And, um, you know, I was going to try to go out there and see Tuck this year now being in Vegas, but now he's in Buffalo. So I, yeah, I guess my time will have to just wait. So. I th- I'll tell you what I find interesting is on the core Crenshaw course. If you look at the scorecard, it's only 6,900 yards, which I, I, I mean, here's the number one rated golf course in, in Arizona, but it's, I think that's relatively short for the desert. Yep. I agree. Cause I, again, I've, I've never played desert golf, but I heard it, like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't the ball just go a lot farther down in the desert because of like the air, air, like, you know, well, I mean, if you're, yeah, if you're up in elevation, but just the, the yeah. heat, the heat itself would, I, I mean, logically, I mean, it's not like Colorado where the ball just goes far, but just because, I mean, you're picking up a club club and a half up in Colorado, but I mean, just the heat, the ball's going to definitely carry in the, in the desert. So without question. Yeah. I mean, hopefully one of these days, you know, you, me and uh, Andrew can go out there and play. Um, I know the time's coming, but you know, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Tony can uh, throw us an invite and we could uh, stow away in his uh, luggage. Absolutely. I'll be ready for that, Tony. So just give me a call whenever. And uh, my bags are always packed. So, yeah. So Tony, uh, you know, next time uh, before you go hopping on a plane, you want to give us, give us a call, not neglect us here up in the Northeast. (laughs) Just saying. All right. Seriously, Christian, we're running it down here. 18th hole. Um, Hopefully, like I said, we get Andrew back on the show next week. Uh, He gets back from his responsibilities elsewhere. Got any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, my, my, my closing thoughts, you know, I just uh, – I hope it's going to be a great tournament this week for Tiger. Um, you know, I hope that he doesn't come back too quickly from this. You know, I, and I'm just going to be very excited to see him, you know, again, be a dad and, you know, not the competitor that he always had, like always has been. And I do think that they will play well, and it'll be fun to watch Charlie. But, you know, on a different note, um, you know, continue to follow us guys on social media. You know, I say it all the time to you guys, and hopefully – any feedback that you guys can give us um, would be greatly appreciated because we're doing this for you guys. We're trying to give you guys great content every single week. Um, you know, if it's not every single week, then every time we bring out a show for you guys, you know, we're trying to make you guys laugh, trying to make it more enjoyable, fun and stuff like that. We'd love to interact with you guys. And, and my golf game makes like myself cry. I cry. Oh yeah. I mean, I cried too <laughs> in my golf game. So, you know, I, hopefully down the road when the show starts picking up, you know, maybe we can start playing with some of our followers and fans and stuff like that down the road. Well, I'll tell you what we got, I, I think we have some great news. Uh, I'm premature. Not going to do there. Not going to be that guy. Um, I'm not going to be mainstream media and get to get ahead of the game, but uh, um, we may have some big news talking about content creation, some great opportunities in 2022. I'm looking forward to that and looking forward to the opportunity to, to make that announcement. I agree. Uh, season of giving, please give to, uh, to everyone. I, I can't stress enough being a guy that's in the golf business. If you play regularly at a golf course, throw the guys, throw the guys 20 bucks. I mean, it goes a long ways. I mean, they're, they work really hard. And, and give that extra shout out to all the golf course superintendents. They're always the forgotten people on the golf course, because if it wasn't for them, we won't have a game. And there's some really talented guys out there that are keeping us, keeping us playing some great condition golf courses um, on sometimes shrinking budgets. So uh, that's my final thoughts, Christian. Um, if you're hitting it in the snow, hit it long and straight because it beats me hitting it short and crooked. You only have one opportunity to sell your golf property. 
Shouldn't you partner with an expert that offers you 30-plus years of golf industry experience combined with the reach of a global leader in real estate? Collier's International Golf Brokerage and Advisory Services understands your unique business needs. Whether it is brokerage, management, and consulting, be reassured that the market leader in the business of golf is providing you the real answers and practical solutions you deserve. Contact Golf Talk Live co-host and Collier's Golf Advisory Services member, Alan DePew, today at 717-554-8519. That's 717-554-8519.